yeah, no, it was in, it was in the jail cell where Tommy Chong. No, no, yeah, it started off as a book, and it was he just he decided to write. Well, he he decided to write the book because of Tommy Chong, and he's like, you should write a book on this and teach people. So he got out, and he did it. Yeah. Can I can can I put this out there? Go for it. There's a phrase that Anthony says so much. I want to ban it now. I want to say you're not allowed to say that phrase anymore. What do you think it is? What phrase do you say all the time that you think I'm 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 wanting to ban? <laughs> I don't know. He, he clearly doesn't listen to himself that much. I told him he needs to listen to the I show. do have to. Because if you listen to the shows, you'll hear these things. So moving forward, for the rest of your life, you're not allowed to say the phrase, shit you not. No, I love that phrase. No. <laughs> he says it so much. No. It's like, oh, God. Shit you not, that's my favorite phrase. No. It's the worst. No, it's like the bite, it's my, the worst. bite my shiny metal ass. You don't tell Bender not this to say that. This is your catchphrase? It's my catchphrase. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Dude, that is not your catchphrase. Yes, it is. So your catchphrase is a non-family friendly catch. Yes. For this podcast it is. No. At least change yes. at least change the word shit. You did that I, in back issues. This is a new podcast. Crap, which I crap which, not. which which Speaking of, welcome everybody another week of Hardly Awesome podcast. We're back. We've got Anthony Mullen and Brandon Fuller in the studio. Shit so you not. I have you right now on <laughs> Business Insider Entertainment. Tommy Chong was prison inmates with the real Wolf of Wall Street and inspired him to write his book in their cell. Nice. Yep. You guys watch Hot Ones on YouTube? No. No. It's no. The, oh, is that the one where they have to see who can, where the, yeah, you eat the hot pepper and who can. Well, he, um, it's a guy, he has celebrities on and he sits yes. in a table and they just go through like seven different chicken wings. Yes. And they just get increasingly hotter till the last one is over two million Scoville, oh, so it's hotter shit. than a Carolina Reaper. So he gets celebrities to come on and do this, and one of them was Tommy Chong, and I <laughs> I swear to God, he reacts none, just no reaction whatsoever. He's, like, he's sitting there eating like the hottest one, he's like, this is pretty good, man. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He's just like, yeah, this, I, this is hot, man. Can I get a new plate? He doesn't sweat, nothing. He just doesn't even react. He's like a badass <laughs> like that. But uh, Key and he's Peel. fucking stoned, dude. He's so stoned he, can't, he doesn't exactly. even realize it. He doesn't even feel it. But <laughs> Key and Peel were my favorite. Oh. They're so fucking funny when they get on there. I love those guys. Jordan Peel's like sweating bullets, and he's like, "I, I hate you. I hate everything about this." He's like freaking out. He's like, "This is the devil shit in my mouth." <laughs> <laughs> like saying ridiculous stuff like That's that. That's awesome. That is awesome. And Key is like angry at it. He's like, "This fucking." He's like jumping around. They have totally different reactions to it. <laughs> Let me just put out: Did you guys see Jordan Peele won the Oscar for uh, yeah, writing yeah. Get Out? That's awesome. Really? First African American to win a, an Oscar for writing the uh, screenplay, really yeah, original screenplay. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's even better than that? What's that? Was uh, Keegan's response? If you look online, mm-hmm. there's all these things about how. Like his his reaction to seeing his friend win. Yeah, there's like th- these three <laughs> pictures all in a row that you watch. Boom, 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 and one he of like them jumps he's straight, up straight in, the in the air, like 
like mouth open, super excited. The next one, he's holding his wife's arm and like smiling huge. And the next one, you can see he's crying, like he's got tears oh, yeah. in his eyes. That's awesome. And that's and then now that's the new meme. It's it's get yourself a friend, like Key loves Peel. <laughs> Hey, Dude, but geez. really, that's yeah. really first of all, that's really cool. I didn't see Get Out yet. Oh, it's great. Uh, you I saw s- it? Oh yeah. I me saw the saw opening sequence. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. we saw me and Amber saw it in theater. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I gotta check it out. I want to talk about it on the show then. From so. the first five minutes, I was hooked. I want to watch the rest of it. I but love the opening sequence, like I was like I absolutely have to see where this I goes. I love movies so. like that, dude. I'm gonna tell you that that's just like the the ritual. The way like that first oh, yeah, that yeah. opening thing, you're just it like catches you. <gasps> and you know what other movie does it? The one I just watched last night, oh. Train to Basan. So what's up with? So, so I know, dude. I saw this in a magazine. I don't yeah. know where I read it, but it was touting this thing as being the scariest Korean horror flick to come out of Korea. It was. It was the the highest grossing like greatest movie of all 2016 in Korea or something and like that. And the idea is that there's a zombie outbreak on a train, right? It's, uh, what I'll do is I'll set it up for you, but I won't spoil anything. Just yeah. to just to give you the taste of it. It's it's all about a man and his daughter. Uh-huh. He's he's a hardcore businessman. He doesn't have time for his kid. He just had a divorce. It's one of those messy situations where the daughter is like, I want to see mom. You know, it's your fault that it's all like, this fuck happened. You, I'll take you to her then. He, you know, he he doesn't realize he gets her you know birthday presents and he gets her the wrong thing. You know that sort of a dad. So. She wants to go see her mom in Busan, but she won't let her go alone. So he takes her on a train ride to go there. But in the first scene of the movie, so I'm not going to spoil too much or anything here. This is what hooked me because Uh it just shows a guy driving out of a, a quarantine area. He's like driving through the area. And these these guys are like, don't worry, there's just some small leak at a whatever, but it's it's not big. It's not a huge deal. Uh as he's driving off, he runs over a deer. Oof. Like he wasn't paying attention, and it was pretty... already dead. The deer? No, or he no, actually no, he hits hit it, it and okay. killed it. Okay. Um, so he gets out, he checks his car, and the thing's like splattered and stuff. So he's just like, "Oh, what a terrible day!" Uh... Drives off. They focus on this deer that's yeah. dead on the ground in the street, and it starts twitching, and oh. you hear <laughs> as it like so that gets up to its feet and like readjusts its neck, and its eyes are white. And then it just walks away, and they're like, title. <laughs> Does it look corny, or does that look cool oh, as hell? Oh, it looks cool as hell. Really? I was freaked out. I was like, no way. This deer's getting up. It look, It's CG, but it's really well done. That's what I'm it's saying. Like so Koreans are on right the game now, huh? But the most impressive part to me is the practical effects that they employ throughout the whole film. Most of the the crazy zombie shots mm-hmm. they have maybe some cg enhancements here and there for like larger scenes but almost all of it is just straight up actors and these zombies like are they're li- like acting like zombies so oh, it yeah, looks yeah. good it's nothing's helping them out and they hired some people who knew some really good like really? body work because michael like, jackson dancers dude the thriller <laughs> dancers i swear to god there's like they'll one guy'll die and he'll be like Crout, like slouched over a seat or whatever and they'll pop to his feet twisting in the air and like hey, what the fuck and then they do like hissing and they get the white eyes i wish people like, could <laughs> see the i wish people could see the way you did that just now that's fucking crazy that's all crazy of them just the way that. you were doing it dude but the second they see you they sprint at you and lunge right for your throat 
all of them. Damn. And like, that's talking so it's basically they get on and a train. Dude, remember when we went to the, when we were on the train in New York? We went to, to New York on the train, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember how confined those cars are? Oh, watching this, I kept thinking <laughs> about that and thinking, what if that happened on that train ride? Oh my god, it's terrifying. It was. It was. It'd have been horrible. Basically, they're both on the train, and right before it takes off, a lady who's clearly been attacked and is like bleeding and infected hops on the train right before they go, and so shit hits the fan in the middle of a speeding train, and everything that you think could go wrong times that by a hundred, and that's the whole wow. movie. It's just an absolute nightmare. I guarantee that I will watch this by the next time we're recording next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listeners, when you hear this episode, if you want to watch it too, it's on Netflix. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, check it out on Netflix because next week we're gonna spoiler. We're just gonna talk like yeah, crazy about it. this film. <laughs> this sounds awesome. It's so good. I I was surprised at how well it uh it held up compared to like blockbusters <laughs> for in America. So, uh, but basically, I I don't want to spoil too much, but it's like twenty eight days later. Uh, had sex with uh. World War Z, and then they put it on a train. <laughs> it's like the the combination of the fast, violent zombies mm-hmm. mixed with the swarm mentality because oh. they don't they don't understand how to open doors, windows. So if there's a swarm coming at you and you shut a door, it's, it's just, just bodies, over, and they yeah. smash through it with their faces. Mm-hmm. Like they just because the pressure, the pressure from more people so piling times, into them just pushes oh yeah, right yeah. through. Like in the airport scene, there's like uh, not airport. I forget what it was. Again, I don't want to spoil too much, yeah, but they're, yeah. you know, you get like Train a giant station. mob of it and they just all crowd up against the doors and then it's just like oh, shatter shit. and bodies fall, like pouring in th- like that water. That was one of the things and I And most loved. of it's practical effects. That was one of the things I loved about World War Z oh, yeah, was yeah. how they did that. Like, they, I mean, these <laughs> things, remember, they were chasing and just, just falling over mm-hmm. each other and you see these bodies just tumbling everything. Remember when it's trying to crawl up the wall or some shit oh, yeah, and they're just yeah. crawling over each other? I'm not going to spoil it, but there is one scene that's very, very much like that that I, I sat there and out loud, I'm sitting there alone watching it going, no fucking way this is happening. This is insane. These zombies are doing this and this is it. Ha- I was I was thrown off because dude. It was just I wish so we'd cool. have seen this together. I wish we'd have all seen this together for the first time. I'll watch it again. This is I don't awesome. care. I gotta it, check it so out. Good. I'm trying to think because me and Amber, you reminded me because I was trying to figure out what I was gonna bring today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I watched a horror movie on. Friday. You got a frog in your throat. <laughs> take a drink. Yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> take a sip. Why don't you guys go ahead and take a drink, and I'll take over He's vocal duties right now. He's got a Kermit in his uh, crawl. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, the other day. What was that from? I just made it up. Oh, (laughs) I feel like there was some. Oh, no, no. It was. uh, Jesus Christ. It was David Von Erich when he was talking about having something in his craw. Remember that shit? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sticking in my craw. That's what it was. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. (laughs) Me and Amber, we watched a movie on Netflix Friday. It was a horror one. It was a foreign movie, so I think maybe you would have seen oh, it. Oh, Veronica? Veronica? Yeah, spa- that's it. I saw another That's another thing I read. I saw an article about this one saying it was one of the nah. scariest films to come out of Spain in a while. Or is it Spain? Or It was Spain. Yeah, Spain. I definitely want to see it then. Yeah, I'll check um, it out. Meh. <laughs> I don't trust his horror movie. Uh, I don't know. Reviews. He- Stop. Please. <laughs> Um, Every single just, episode of Hardly Awesome Now is going to have grudge <laughs> grudge segments where we scare Anthony. It's just going to come out of nowhere. I think you, I still think you should add it randomly to episodes so when he listens to them. But he doesn't even listen to his episodes. Yes, I do. 
When's the last time you listened to Hardly Awesome? Even Back Issues. Did you listen to the last yeah, episode of Back I Issues? Yeah, I listened to Blast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Blap, Flippy, Blap, Nippy, Flap, Blap. Um, anyway, this movie, I don't know. What's it about? Oh, basically, there's, uh, is there in a solar eclipse, uh, some girl at school tries to go play with the Ouija board with her two friends, and they forget to close a portal. Did he say girl school? No, some girls at a school oh, during oh, an okay. eclipse try to go play with the Ouija <laughs> like, board. What? <laughs> okay. And uh, they don't. They forget to close the portal. Uh-huh. Some shit comes through and it attaches itself to the one girl. And you just see her trying to fight it with her siblings. Okay. Now don't spoil it because I want to see I know, it. I, I want to ask That's... you a couple things here to 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 uh to glean information from you without okay. getting spoilers. Okay? I won't spoil. Uh. It's a horror film. It's a horror film. It has film. to do with Ouija, so it's the occult. Uh, some this? bad shit coming through. Yeah, I was just going to say, does the solar eclipse have anything to do with it, or is that just a random... Is that like, you hey, may, it's going it to happen, it let's makes play you with th- this. It makes you think something has to do with it, because it right. kind of fucks with like it. Like a red herring? Kind almost. of. So, when you say meh, are you saying meh as in it wasn't a good film, or it wasn't a horror film, like it didn't scare it, you? It didn't scare me. Okay. Like So, we know... Little Japanese girls scare the shit out of you, <laughs> especially if they're making those noises. Um, That's so not even the noise, even the look of her with the wide eyes Catch and the black around the yeah, eyes, right over there. like that girl there. Oh, when, especially up. when they have the open mouth, like that silent scream, that scares the crap out of you. Uh, there's nothing like that in this film. There's nothing that's visually like for you gives you the creeps. There's a scene or where you, you see, or are you saying it's meh? Because I'll be honest, I saw Amber's review of it mm-hmm. yesterday or the day before, whenever she posted it, and she was just like, "Yeah, it was okay." So I wonder if he was really like scared, but he's trying to play like, <laughs> "No, nah, it didn't bother me either." <laughs> no, it's, look at that, look at that face. No, I'll be honest. Wait, I got bored. Real? No, I got bored through it. Why? It didn't really catch. Why my do you attention. say you got bored? What were you doing? Just grab your phone. Uh, no, I I really wasn't trying to use my phone. Like I was actually trying to watch a movie. Then halfway through, I just kind of lost track. Like it kind of lost me. Hmm. And I don't know. It's just slow paced. There's, I think it was maybe too slow paced. Hmm. Um, they hit you with the fast with the fast with the fast beginning, but after it just slows down and just doesn't pick up and get back to result resolution. I feel all right. And there's don't, scenes, don't spoil it. Well, no, there's scenes where like because I'm still gonna watch it. I don't trust this judgment <laughs> well, no. anyway. You, you know, there's scenes in scary movies where there's where you're there's something in the background and you're like, Oh, no one saw that, but I caught it. Yeah. Those scenes that they had, scenes. I was still like, Oh, okay. Like it I didn't like the suspense wasn't building at all. At Dude all. I the other night I watched you ever watch the, the show uh Paranormal Witness? It's like you you know the Destination America channel? You yeah. Know, you guys know that channel? They have a show mm-hmm. called Paranormal Witness, just people talking about, you know, the shit they've done. Uh, dealt with and been through or my haunted house that's what it's called that show okay uh there was an episode on the other night that actually fucking creeped me out and it was like the way you say when you see that thing and you're just like oh like it's kind of like supposed to be there yes this one was called sad sam and it was about a clown this guy who worked as a children's entertainer a clown except Mm -hmm. his face is all sad looking and shit (laughs) uh it's they're they're talking they're showing him at a party and he's um he's all acting kind of sad and every like really sad like something's wrong with him and all these kids are laughing uh and then it, it, it cuts to like the family saying goodbye to people from the party but in the background you see him going up the stairs 
Oh, and so yeah and then and then it cuts to them like you know whatever you put the kid in the bath you're coming to bed now so mm-hmm. they put him the kid to bed he's like uh, like maybe seven or eight and he's laying in his bed and all of a sudden uh he's got like there's like a um a nightlight it's giving off like this reddish orange hue in the room oh, yeah <laughs> and then you hear this sound and it's like <laughs> Like this crying and shit, and then it, it like t- go it takes a shot to the the closet, and you see the clown standing there with this fi- and he's crying, and he goes, "I'm sorry," and he walks into the room, and it cuts to black, and I was like, "Holy shit, the fuck was that?" <laughs> then there's a scene later on in there because well, so what it ended up happening was that this guy he was a clown. Uh, mm-hmm. He did. He ended up killing this kid. Like he killed Jeez. the kid and the entire the, and the family, the, the father and mother. And he ended up getting arrested, or he killed himself, or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So this other family moves into the house, and these the the, the husband and wife. I don't think they have a kid, uh, but they're you know they're moving in. They got boxes everywhere, and uh, they hear this like weird noise from one of the rooms. So they go over and realize it's one of their like toys or mechanical things on the ground just making noise and shit so go over to like check it out and all of a sudden the light bulb above them explodes just goes completely off and it's dark now complete darkness and so then all of a sudden the light comes on and it's like the guy's using his cell phone light mm. and uh he's like oh it must have been the light and then he swings it over to his girlfriend and as he does like she's in the foreground so she lights up super bright but in the background because it's farther back you see the fucking clown <laughs> With his fucking frowny face. And that shit made me jump so bad. I was like, holy shit. For a, I mean, for a nonsense TV show. Because yeah. these shows are always like, eh, like the stories or whatever. But holy crap, that one was creepy. That's pretty fucked up. So this one didn't do that to you? No, Did Veronica? They, no. Poor Veronica. Oh, man. You have to check out the sequel, Betty. See how that one works out. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. And I'll, I'll tell you what I think when I see it. Another one I watched, I I suggested to to Anthony, a, not a movie though. It's a TV show. This sounds good. Uh, I suggested it because I could swear that Amber loved Big Brother. She loves so it. So I asked him, and he was like, "She loves it." And I was like, "Then you got to watch this." I only watched the first episode. They're an hour long. It was kind of late. I it was right after I watched that movie, and of course, this is about zombies also. So because I'm on Netflix, and it's like, "Oh, you like that? How about this?" And I was like, "This sounds interesting." It's literally the show Big Brother. The actual show. They use the name, and I'm pretty sure some of the actors from it. Like, some of them don't seem like traditional actors. Like, they may have actually come from the Big Brother show. Okay. So, it's literally Big Brother, and you see all the behind the scenes as well as the, the characters in the program. And if you don't know what Big Brother is... I know what you're talking about. It's, it's, they're all in a reality show house yeah. where they're locked up. They don't get TV. They don't get windows. They don't know anything that they're not told through a speaker, yada, yada. But in this one... Again, the zombie apocalypse breaks out and the studios overrun. Practically everybody behind the scenes is killed. But because the Big Brother house is all sealed off, none of the contestants know. They have no idea that it's going on. And so the only survivor behind the scenes breaks into the house. And that's kind of the end of the episode where they all realize, holy shit. The zombie apocalypse has happened and we're stuck in here. We can't go out. What is this called? What's it called? It's called Dead Set. Oh, and it's very dark humor like mixed in too. To watch, God damn it! Because the <laughs> the the guy who like runs the show behind the scenes, the showrunner, whatever, he's the ultimate sleazy, scummy, like corporate dude. Yeah. And 
I'm not going to give away what he does, but when he starts running from the zombies and how he manages to get away from them, oh, he's just you're just like, oh, back. you fucking asshole. How Dick. could you do shit like that to people? Like, he, I won't I won't spoil it because it's one of the funniest things in the whole first episode. But So it's a it's a TV series. It, it showed only five episodes, so I'm not half sure. Hour? Only half full hour? Full hour, yeah. Full hour, okay. I'm not sure if it's just five episodes or they only put up t- that many. Is it but British or American? It's British, yeah. It's five then. Oh yeah, British so always have short, have short shit. Yeah. There so you go. The whole thing's on there then. Oh, and you said Netflix. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, we'll it, have to I, check that shit out. I I sat down watching it. I'm like, I'm probably not gonna like this. I don't care about reality shows, but when they start ripping the faces <laughs> off of these people and they get murdered and everything, you're Dude. like, this is entertaining. I like this. <laughs> And it's creepy because there's like one part where the lady, she's in the big brother house now and she's like trying to convince them like there's, I don't know what's going on, but dead people are coming back and they're killing more people. And she's like looking through the, 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 what do you call it? One way mirror, two way mirror, whatever, like up close. And then they swing to show you behind and there's literally a zombie an inch from her face, just sitting there going, (laughs) sniffing, trying to smell her through the glass. And you're like, this is, this is pretty messed up. It's very violent and dark. But it's got the comedy in there too, so you you can't help but chuckle sometimes. You're That's awesome. That, you're gonna say that you watched The Big Brother at that point. <laughs> no, I used to watch Big Brother way back in the day. Yeah, way back in the day. Me and my roommate used to watch it all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, but you know what I saw the other day too, and I told mm-hmm. you I started watching it, and I watched it just on a whim. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like wrestling. We watch WWE. I like the characters, but I mean, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, WWE Network has a show called Ride Along, mm-hmm. uh, where what they do is they take um, two two cars, two SUVs, and they put a couple of wrestlers in each of them, and basically they follow you from wherever they did a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown to where they're going to be going to next. So sometimes it's a ninety minute drive, sometimes it's like two three hour drive, yeah. but it just basically it's like watching them on the road, just being themselves. A lot of because really? a lot of people don't know that pro wrestlers, um, it's not super cushy for them they literally just have to go and rent a car yeah. and drive to the and next do place for hours yeah, like, they like pay they're... out of pocket sometimes and yeah. it's it's pretty crazy because most of their time is spent going to the next show yeah. they don't get a lot of off time at all so yeah. and then they get out of the car after having busted their ass and and like worked them their bodies through what they have they mm-hmm. jump into a car sit for a few hours sleep get up the next day do any kind of promo they got to do and then do it all over again at night yeah and like find, that's the life every day and find time to do hardcore bodybuilding workouts yeah. because even though, time. exactly because even though it, and usually it's at the hotel uh, training rooms they, they mm-hmm. I see that they do that a lot they'll try to find the closest gyms to the hotels yeah. uh, but the thing is is that it's even though like the shows are once a week raw and smackdown they wrestle almost every single night because it's just how they're called house shows so like yeah. after Tuesday night, Wednesday or Thursday, Friday night, those are all being they're wrestling. You yeah. just don't see them. Yeah, non televised events yeah. at uh, smaller venues. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, but yeah, watching this was actually really cool, and you got to kind of <laughs> see the personalities of some of these people, and then yeah. you listen to them talk about things and like just real life things, memories, uh, stuff that they have with each other. It was really cool. I watched one <laughs> um with the shield back in the day or is it maybe last seasons uh-huh. i watched one this season with kevin kevin owens and sammy Zayn. that's Great. gotta be interesting dude it was funny it, it was funny dude those guys you can tell they gotta be fun to hang around kevin owens seemed like he was just annoyed you know <laughs> he what was I mean? playing it up probably but yeah. uh but it's cool listening to him talk and stuff and then i li- <laughs> I, I saw one with uh 
The Miz and Dolph Ziggler together. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they were just talking about that one was like the first season, and they were talking about like memories they had. Uh, but they also talked about because I guess they both grew up in Cleveland. Hmm. Cleveland, yeah, because they were talking about the the Cleveland Indians baseball team, um, and they both literally went used to go to the games, and they, they like uh, Miz is like, oh, the second base place, so and so, and Dolph's like so and so, he's like, yeah, and they're like, oh, and they talked about how like their dads got autographed balls, and uh-huh. Dolph is like, didn't your dad ever do the one where he got you one, but like it was his signature kind of a thing? He's like, yeah, my dad did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was it, a cool show, though, because I was surprised yeah. how much I would, I'd like it, and now it's like, I want to see them all. Even if even yeah. if they're like not my favorite wrestler, or if I'm not interested in the wrestler, like I just want to see it, because it's kind of cool to, to see that, that part of the life. Yeah, especially characters that are so different than who they are in real life. Like it's It's got to be interesting to see someone like Kevin Owens, who's the biggest asshole in the world yeah on tv but in real life everyone says he's a nice well i've seen a whole he's a, he's a, a cool whole dude. like interview with him it's like a 40 minute interview mm-hmm. uh where he's just shooting on all kinds of stuff when he was first coming up his first time going into into yeah. uh pro wrestling and stuff uh and he he seems like a genuinely nice guy mm-hmm. like like he seems like he was such a fan of this of this whole world oh, yeah that he was that kid that grew up <laughs> pretending to body slam his brothers or his best friend and like yeah. having backyard wrestling. So that when you see him now, it's like you know he's just loving every minute of what he does, you know? That that always makes the best wrestlers too. Like well, that that's can be said about anything, but someone who has the passion for it, it comes out. You can see it. This guy lives and breathes the wrestling industry. But uh yeah, it's it's always funny when you see people who are just such assholes on TV, and then in real life they're just normal, totally cool dudes. Yeah, I'd like to see like one with Triple H, like just how he's what he talks about. I hear he jokes around all the time. Yeah, they said he's a, he's around. a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. But you look at him and you're like, oh Jesus Christ, don't look him in the eye. He'll break your back just by looking at you. Or like uh, uh, Mayor Mayor Kane. In real life, he's like the nicest dude yeah. in the world, but like. You've seen him. He he once hooked Shane McMahon's testicles up to a car battery. Like, <laughs> and in real life, he's the mayor of yeah. some town in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. Too funny, dude. <laughs> but yeah. So that's all of our watching. Uh, all the stuff we've been watching or are going to check out. Yeah. That was pretty uh, suggestions. That was a lot. It's <laughs> a lot for them to check like, out. That was man. a Netflix heavy episode. It is. Yeah. Um, for me, I thought what I was going to do for stuff. I might bring to the table today was I was just going to check out some headlines, see what the fuck was going on and see if there's anything we wanted to say about it. I saw this one here. Did you see daycare workers used melatonin gummy bears to make two year olds nap? Man, that's That's awful. That's horrible. Did you see this? No, that is insane. What is wrong with people? I swear the headlines get worse and worse every day. These girls, man, they're such idiots. These three daycare workers. Um, Did you but, hear the? So melatonin is that shit that they that helps you sleep. Basically, you can get it naturally. It's natural stuff you can get in the nat- natural section of any. Yeah, pharmacy. your your body produces it naturally. It's, yeah, it's just uh, some people have a deficiency, and so their body doesn't go to sleep. Uh, but anyone can take melatonin, and it'll knock you out. But that's yeah, it's against their will and everything. It said that there's, there's actually a thing that some companies offer sleep support gummies with melatonin for children. Uh, yeah. This thing also says a melatonin overdose isn't fatal, but it is a hormone and does have an impact on children. Uh, with children, it can affect puberty, disrupt menstrual cycles, and impede normal hormonal development. Dude, you got to stop taking it, Anthony. 
We should be getting all disrupted and shit. Uh, but isn't that fucking crazy, That's dude? Fucking nuts, nuts. <laughs> Did you hear the the story about the the one teacher who uh, uh, I think she was like first or second grade teacher or something like that? Um, they found out that she was secretly with a fake name, uh, yes, hosting I did see a this. Uh, white, white nationalist, yeah, yeah, podcast, yeah. And on the podcast, they would talk about things like how to teach the the kids at her school white nationalism secretly, like yeah. push it on them. Yeah, yeah. She's talking yeah, about how like we need more white nationalists to infiltrate the schools. Yeah, and she goes and and she talked. She bragged on an episode that there had been complaints from parents to the principal that during social studies and other parts of, of her teaching, uh, she was pushing this kind of propaganda. These kids would come home and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, they, and and so the principal asked her about it, and she bragged about saying, no, I don't do that. That's not right. So the, the principal believed her. It was just like, okay. Yeah. Well, they found they, she changed her name. I guess her name, the way it is on Twitter and as the host, it's it's a like a, a, a bastardization of, of her first name. And then like you take the last name and just jumble the letters a little bit. And that's basically what she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they figured it out because she talked about first in a few episodes. She said she was in a she was in a school district uh, in Florida. Then she talked about the specific actual school district. Uh, then she talked about that what year she graduated and something else. So somebody used, they went to her Twitter, uh, the podcast lady's Twitter and did the whole like uh, Google. Have you ever seen the Google 10 eye where you can check and see if your pictures are being used anywhere else on the internet? Really? Yeah. Google has a a feature where if you go to these pictures, you can right click it and it says something about search with 10 eye. And if you click that, it'll search uh, if your picture is anywhere else, it'll show you where that picture is. Hmm. And they found her. Didn't know her picture on the school's website and because the the school website is her smiling and it's her face and the picture she was using on twitter was a, almost a clear just a straight up face of her smiling and they found it and just wait that was it boom what a dumbass right and the the worst thing is i i read when she was confronted she just brushed it off she was like eh, you know it's like a it's like an exaggerated character i play you know it's no big deal like, no, you're a fucking Nazi. That's a pretty big fucking deal. And you're teaching children at a public school. You should be fired <laughs> and uh, run out of town, <laughs> honestly. Teachers, like, what the dude. hell is wrong with people these days? That's fucking we're, crazy. We're, we're jogging backwards. It's crazy. Fucking gummy bears and white supremacists. Fucking <laughs> hey, guys. Get your shit together, America. <laughs> So that's happening. Yeah. Uh, what else did I see? This one's kind of cool. Stephen Hawking says he knows what happened before the dawn of time. Did you see this? Oh, no. No. Uh, it's the biggest question in the universe. What happened before the Big Bang? No world f- Now world-famous physicist, Stephen Hawking, says he has an answer. The boundary... Hold on. The boundary condition no. of the universe no. is no. that it has no boundaries. You sound more like the uh, the guy from South Park. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ned, is that his name? The boundary condition of the universe is that it has no Look boundary. Look out, it's coming straight at you. <laughs> I've seen that episode. Yeah, dude, so that's what he says. The boundary, I like that one. The boundary condition of the universe is that it has no boundary. In mm. other words, there's no time before time began as time was always there. It was just different. 
He tells physicist Neil deGrasse Tyson that amid the almost infinitely small quantum foam in the singularity before the Big Bang, time existed in a bent state. It was distorted along another dimension, always getting fractionally closer to but never becoming nothing. So there never was a Big Bang that created something from nothing. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's he's basically saying... Uh, it, oh, he's saying the Big Bang wasn't that it created something from nothing. Yeah. It the, was in a different There was state. something happening, and then there was a Big Bang within that something that was already there. Yeah, yeah. And that's he, why basic, we have our universe. Yeah, he's basically saying that everything that happened before that uh, didn't just blink into existence. He's saying it was simply in a different state. It was distorted in a different way. Something we don't understand, but obviously it was different enough that once it coalesced into the this what do you call it the super dense you know ball of mass and energy and everything basically everything that the entire universe is made of mm-hmm. like in the tiniest space you could imagine like that's the smallest where it started. quantum particles yeah. until it literally couldn't condense more and then it exploded that's into everything that's what he says here this is crazy um it just there all existed must, in a different state before then. Yeah. There must have been a beginning. Otherwise, the universe would be in a state of complete disorder by now, and everything would be at the same temperature. In an infinite and everlasting universe, every line of sight would end on the surface of a star. This would mean that the night sky would have been as bright as the surface of the sun. The only way of avoiding this problem would be if, for some reason, the stars did not shine before a certain time. So then he said, and th- but things were different at the Big Bang. The density would have been infinite, it, like you were just saying. It would have been what is called a singularity. At a singularity, all the laws of physics would have broken down. This means that the state of the universe after the Big Bang will not depend on anything that may have happened before because the, de- the detriment- deterministic laws that govern the universe will break down in the Big Bang. What? <laughs> this has long posed a serious problem for physics, he says. Since events before the Big Bang have no observational consequences, one may as well cut them out of the theory and say that time began at the Big Bang. Events before the Big Bang are simply not defined because there's no way one could measure what happened at them. Yeah. <laughs> but he does say Damn. there's always ways That's to like figure trying- it out. He says quantum theory introduces a new idea that an imaginary t- that of imaginary time. Imaginary time may sound like science fiction, and it has been brought into Doctor Who, but nevertheless, it is a genuine scientific concept. One can picture it in the following way. Here's what imaginary time is. Ready? One can think of an of ordinary real time as a horizontal line. On the left, one has the past. On the right, the future. But there's another kind of time in the vertical direction. This is called imaginary time because it's not the kind of time we normally experience. But in a sense, it is just as real as what we call real time. Holy fuck, my brain hurt. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Good night, everybody. <laughs> fuck this. Oh, my God. It's crazy. That's why these people are smart and we're just meant to say, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> whatever you say, man. I like, did you realize Brandon was like, yeah? he was Brandon, you were not in the entire time acknowledging it. Well, but you were doing, but the way when you looked at, when if, the way you look when you're not, you're like, yeah, makes sense. Uh-huh. Well, I, 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 I get that. And I'm like. I've read a lot on it. I mean, you're I like, get like, it. He looks like he's like taking classes in this. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, got, I don't know. I'm telling you, read that. Yeah, Neil deGrasse like, Doctor Who? I got that. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, stuff like that. I have it there. I, I, I'm halfway through it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good so far? I like it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the way he writes is so like. He, oh, so this is how this is how it, it is. And mm-hmm. think of it this way. And you're like, 
Well, holy shit. He does not dumb anything down, yet you can still understand everything. No, he just explains it a specific way. That's why he's so good. puts it in a perspective where you're just like, ah. That's why he's the face of science right there. I wanted to ask you, did you listen to your your 45 I gave you? No, not yet. I haven't figured out how to get my record player to do oh, it. I haven't messed little, around oh, with it Oh, it's probably yet. just a little switch. Yeah, I, I just have to do it. I, I got him a 45 of... Um, it was an album. It, it's an album of music, but it's set to Carl Sagan uh, speaking over it, and yes. it was created by him and Stephen Hawking. Oh, wait. Yeah, like an he's album. Like, do, like he's, he's doing his lectures and shit with lectures music? He's talking over like... music that him and Stephen Hawking came up with. So I'm like interested what? to see what the hell this sounds like. Yes. <laughs> I wait, know. it's a 45, so nope. it's not a lot. It's, it's like, like a seven-minute, it's like a little tiny little seven-minute thing. Bring it over next time. All right, yeah. Bring Fuck it over, yeah. yeah. I'll listen to it. Yeah. That's awesome. But we'll do a little vinyl dive talk. He's going to turn it into his new podcast. I will. I'll turn it into I got it for him. Hell yeah. I think uh, what I want to do next time to, to keep in with the, because we're going to talk about that horror movie. I kind of want to bring some spooky videos that we can have Anthony react oh, to. Yes, let's do no. it. And we'll film it. Yeah. No. Put it up on the YouTube channel. Fine. Only like a couple of them. It's a new Hardly Awesome Podcast YouTube channel coming soon to a we YouTube near you. for next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. All right. Sweet. I could do that, actually. Because I, I've seen some, some. Dude, how amazing is it to get like videos. real reactions from him? <laughs> like, do you know how great that's gonna? Do you, you don't realize how many hits that's gonna get? And I'm not talking like my dad. One day is gonna hop on Facebook like, why is my son right there? Because it's in, it's in the viral. Two point seven million <laughs> like, shares. What the hell? <laughs> Anthony's screaming like a girl. We've witnessed it many a time. Whether it's the grudge, whether it's man a screams bug. like girl. Shit, you not. <laughs> Shit you not. He screams again. Because <laughs> I have some some. I I found this on YouTube. A list of the most unexplained ghost videos. These are the ones that even the yeah. experts were like, "Yeah, it's a video of a ghost, man. I don't yeah. know what to tell you." <laughs> There's good. one real creepy one in a cemetery. I want to show you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll do. We'll film that first one tonight. No. Yes. No, yes. I going that That's soon. fine. <laughs> he's he's like, out. nope, I gotta leave now. Did, no, he looked at the, the sky outside. See he's like, is it still light out? I gotta go now, guys. It's getting dark. I drive by two cemeteries to get to my house. <laughs> it's, yeah, he goes through the cemetery to go home. Like, I have to get through. I like, like cemeteries. Me I'm too, dude. They're though. awesome. No, I, I love I them. Love I like them walking up. through them. That was one of my favorite things when I went to Philadelphia. Have you ever seen their cemeteries? Like I've never been to Philadelphia. School? No? No, that's actually, I just told that's Aaron like, like two days ago that I want to go to Philly because I was watching that fucking ride along. Yeah. They went from White Plains to Philly, and I was like, I've never been there. I want to go. Let's uh, go. It wasn't, it wasn't the funnest trip. I took a bus, and God, that's horrible. <laughs> Who'd like you go with? I'm my own. It was, it was like, a long Philly. time ago to visit an ex. Uh, okay. Okay. So like you had a plan out. Okay. Yeah. No. Like, it was like eight hours there, eight hours back. Bus ride. And it's cramped, and it is just horrible. It's the worst experience traveling I've ever had. But Philly itself is really awesome, and because it's a super old city, everything gets like compacted, especially mm-hmm. the old churches. Yeah. And the old churches have these super tiny, compact beautiful cemeteries they were like really old and they have these trees above them mm-hmm. so when you get in there the light comes through and it's it i took some pictures and i lost them a long time ago i thought oh. it sucks but i'd like to go back there because just a lot of the old stuff looks really it, 
you played Fallout 4 at all? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, like the old, old-timey revolutionary yeah. uh, stuff in Boston that they have. It's kind of yeah. like that. I've been to that. Like, like I've the been cramped to the cemeteries little... in Boston, which yeah. are awesome. It's a lot like that. I've been up that. in Vermont yeah. where it's all the, like the cramped little... Like you go like, to like a city block and it's just buildings, 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 and then a super old church. cemetery right there. And right in behind it is just these really yeah. old graves and these beautiful trees and it's all taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Two of, the, two of the nicest cemeteries I've been to, they're not little tiny ones like that, but is the there's one in Savannah, mm-hmm. Savannah, Georgia. Do you ever see the movie or read the book uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? No, I've uh, heard of it. It's a great book. The, the book was phenomenal. I never saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I loved the book. Um, it's based on a true story. Anyway, uh, it takes place in Savannah and mm-hmm. like the historic part of Savannah where there's like all of these like mansions and and the the graveyards and there's a, a famous fountain this this like statue of a girl uh mm-hmm. it's in this cemetery we went to it i went down there for saint patty's day with some friends uh it's the second biggest in the country the the biggest in the south i think really? yeah or third in the country biggest in the south we're second um <laughs> well, no, sir, we're, no no buffalo's up in the top five we're second oh um <laughs> The other place is uh, is Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in, oh, in Terry, Terrytown, New York, cool. dude. It's very Sleepy cool, Hollow. dude. It is such a big, sprawling cemetery. It's beautiful. It's got yeah. some huge cherry blossoms, mm-hmm. um, some be- gorgeous, gorgeous like mausoleums and and statues and shit. I mean, That's it was cool. nice, dude. It was so nice. Out. The one in Lockport's not bad, but it's not the greatest like kept place. Like, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of like messed up tombstones and stuff but it's got lots of rolling hills it's one of those kinds so it's really cool because you can climb up a big hill and then see a massive amount of like tombstones for as far as the eye can see that's crazy the one we have here across the street is pretty massive too yeah yeah it's a real big flat one though right uh, the one out here is a flat. The, the one that but then it kind of hills up a little more as you go towards the back yeah um yeah not bad what uh that makes me think of a question what uh, gravesite, like famous person's gravesite. Would you like to go and been, see? Been to the two that I really want to do. Oh, right. Or yeah, Jimi Hendrix in Seattle. They're nice, both in Seattle, as a nice. matter of fact. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, he's buried in like I think it's like a some some whatever the cemetery is. I don't remember, but it's it's very kind of flat. Mm-hmm. But one side of the cemetery has a whole Asian section. It's like like literally has like Japanese little things. So it's, I forget, I think it's Japanese. I can't remember. Yeah. It's crazy. Cool. There's like a Chinatown in the cemetery, (laughs) but like it's all Asian style, like uh, tombs and all that stuff. But his, he has a mausoleum. It's all by itself. Kind of, it looks like a gazebo at first. Yeah. Uh, And then you go up to it and there's this thing in the middle. It's kind of like this pedestal. Uh, and people put like change and and and, and like fucking guitar picks and mm-hmm. you know stuff on there. Uh, yeah, and it has an inscription on the sides of the thing. And it's all in marble, and it's got the guitar says you know James whatever Hendrix, born. Nice. That. So I have a picture of me when we went on a road trip there. And the other one I went to is uh, I visited the grave of Bruce and Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah, cool. and that's really crazy cool too. It's got a beautiful. It's like beautiful. It's right underneath a tree and everything, and it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely gorgeous. And the I mean, they just look the, the tombs themselves. I mean, the the stones Their themselves stones are, are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon has a thing on his has an inscription of one of the, one of his last interviews. Yeah, he talks about like uh he's and he says it in the interview. He's like doing the film The Crow. Uh, and playing a character who dies so brutally at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, with the person he loves. 
it, it, it affected him in a way where he started to realize things like he goes, how how many times do you think in your lifetime you're going to see a sunset? Like, obvious for your entire life. He's like, maybe a handful of times. He goes, but we take these things for granted. They're here every day. Yeah. He goes, you look up at the full moon. How often will you do that in your entire life? But it's there every couple of weeks. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he talks about like how fragile life is and how like there's there's no taking it back once the, there's that pass. You move and that's it. You you move on. And he's like, we should take these days like, like take take advantage of them. Yeah. And then like a few weeks later, he dies. Isn't that crazy? So but yeah, it's Sad it's inscribed irony. on his on his his uh his stone. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful site. I've and that's that place is great. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I've never been to any famous grave sites or anything. Uh, I think the guitarist from Sabotage is buried in Florida, the town I, I was in, Florida, mm-hmm. I lived in. I know uh, there's a few around here that I want to check Historical, out. Historical, the president. Um, oh, I saw the Rockefeller. It's in yeah. it's in the Sleepy Hollow Rockefeller Mausoleum. Oh, um, really? Yeah, one of the Rockefellers That's is there. That's pretty cool. I want to go see the gravesite of uh, Bruce and Martha Wayne. Martha, (laughs) why'd you say that name? Or maybe, maybe I'd want to go see. uh, I have no idea where it is or anything, but maybe Buckminster Fuller. I always thought he was a cool dude. Our Buckminster Fuller. You guys have no idea who he is? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Sounds sounds super familiar. He was uh, like a. I don't know how you describe him because he wasn't quite a scientist. He wasn't quite like an inventor. He was more of a futurist. He came up with an idea for super sturdy and extremely spacious houses that could be built out of cheap material that were spheres. They were structurally more sound. You got a lot more room, and it never caught Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. He Actually, invented a three-wheeled car that worked better than normal cars. And th- because that dome round house thing, whatever mm-hmm. it is, uh, there's one that uh, when I went to NCCC, my Spanish teacher, they have one of them out oh, there really? in the country, out there in Sanborn. Yeah. I'd like to see one of those, but yeah, yeah. he, yeah, he, he famously made a, uh, he tried to replace vehicles with a three wheeled car that was, uh, like so much better than four wheeled vehicles. But the first public test drive, the guy driving it crashed it. So it killed everything that was ever going to happen with the car immediately killed the, the idea. But, uh, he was like a futurist. He talked about earth as if it were a spaceship. He said, we're all people riding in the same spaceship hurling well, we through the through the universe and we all have to learn to be shipmates and stop you know fighting each other and stop fighting you know moving forward in technology in the future and it's like everybody's racing for it but we should all be holding hands and going for it together like he he was way ahead of his time super ahead of his time where the hell, where the hell is he buried I have no idea. Oh, let me look oh, it up. <laughs> I don't even know. I was just, like, I know the way he was saying it. I thought he was like, oh, I want to go check it out. And it's in. I, I just thought of a celebrity that I was like, it'd be pretty cool to go see his grave because nobody really knows about him, but I always admired him. I've never looked this guy up ever in my life. I typed in B-U-C into Google and it gave me that as a suggestion. Thanks for listening, Google. <laughs> as to say, say thank you. Um, let's see. Buckminster Fuller Grave. Are you related to him, dude? Is that where the Fuller is? Oh, no. <laughs> no relation whatsoever. I wish. He's in Massachusetts. We can go. Oh, Mount cool. Auburn Cemetery Massachusetts. in Massachusetts. Sweet. I wouldn't mind doing that. That's kind of cool, dude. You guys should look up some of his, uh, 
accomplishments. He's a poet, he was, too. Yeah, he wrote a lot of stuff, too. Isn't Hemingway buried here? He was very... Uh, Not- oh, people people buried around here? Yeah. I know Larry of the Three Stooges is from around here, isn't he? First, like Rochester he, or something. Oh, is it? Nice. I don't know. Uh, his stone, one of the stones, he has a stone above his grave, like the actual marker. Mm-hmm. It just says, call me Trim Tab, Bucky. <laughs> Bucky. That's his quote. <laughs> call me Trim Tab. Okay. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, it sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a winky face at the end of it. Crazy, crazy. Uh, let's see. There was another thing I saw here. This one was kind of cool. Um. A note by uh, Albert Einstein fetches $6,100 at Jerusalem auction. Damn. Would you, If you had that money, would you have paid for it for a handwritten note from Albert Einstein? Yes. Depends on what it says. If it's just like uh, get I think it's milk in German. eggs. <laughs> I think it's in German. Let me see. I would imagine. Yeah. A lot of people forget that he was straight he was- up born in Germany and we took him. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay, so it says uh, Einstein was visiting his sister in Florence in October 1921 and learned that a young chemistry student named Elisabetta Piccini lived in the apartment upstairs. It said the 42-year-old Einstein was interested in meeting the 22-year-old woman who was the daughter of a famous chemist, but she was too shy and turned him down. (laughs) When Einstein left Florence, he left the signed note in German, quote, to the scientific researcher. No, hold on. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Here we go. Signed in German. Quote. To the scientific researcher at whose feet I lay and sat for two full days as a friendly souvenir. Nice. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the phrase to lie at somebody's feet is an expression of affection in German. The letter fetched 6100 Tuesday evening, including fees. Uh... You got money to just blow, and you're like, I can buy this for $6,000? Why not? Oh, Jesus Christ. So the chief chief executive of the people that were doing this thing, mm-hmm. this auction, this is a little overboard. This kind of like annoyed me when I just read this. <laughs> she said she called the note outrageous. Oh, jeez. Quote, she didn't want to meet famous people. She was modest, and he left her a note. Uh, it's not a she, it's a he, sorry. Gal, Gal Wiener. That's the name. Uh, she didn't want to meet famous people. She was modest and left her, and he left her a note. You know, nowadays, the Me Too campaign, probably Einstein would have been in this campaign by leaving such a note to this lady. That's, that's really overboard. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't take that at all. He didn't say anything inappropriate. Jeez. Calm down, people. <laughs> but the, the if thing you had is, that money, would you have paid that? Would you have liked to own? Because I know you like cool shit. Cool. Yeah, so I yeah. could see that up on the wall with your stuff. If I had money to burn, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. A little little yeah. kind of love note from Albert like, Einstein. Well, what's what would you want to have? Like if if not Albert, what what for you would be sweet? Neil Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was gonna say, or you want something historic from like somebody like Aleister Crowley. <laughs> A page from Alistair <laughs> Crowley's book. Crowley. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. It is. What would you have, Anthony? What would you like to have? A handwritten note from who? What historical figure? No, no comic book artist. Well, I, unless it's like Bob John Kane. Lennon. John Lennon. Everybody says that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get. Why not Ivan the Terrible? 
Genghis Khan. I would like to get Stan Lee's first written pitch for Spider-Man. Like, oh, handwritten? Yeah, like him, like, Jack, write, draw this, you know, because he uh, obviously oh, did that. Oh, the notes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Any of those notes from those that old days, amazing. Like, they don't hardly have them anymore. Yeah. I remember seeing a, a documentary that talk with, where these artists talked about how, oh, I think it was about Bob Kane mm-hmm. and Bill Finger. I think that's the, the documentary. But they're talking about how, like, artists didn't keep their artwork. Yeah. They taught once it was printed yep. and then sent it they it's threw it away garbage. or they gave it away. It was just <laughs> garbage. And like just to think, dude, so much history is no longer around. Like you like know the I mean? very first time they drew Superman, they crumpled it up and threw it away. Oh, like, come on. No. Like if you could time travel and just snatch that out of the garbage. No, I want that. <laughs> like That'd be amazing. Yeah, think about using a time machine for shit like that. Not like <laughs> trying to fix shit, not trying to mess with stuff, but you're like a huge collector. So like what kind of things do you collect? You just start going around the, the world. The time and collector. Oh. Well, actually, Trademark. isn't that just Carmen Sandiego? We just, oh, God damn we just said we Carmen were going to be. God damn it. <laughs> we just came up with the idea of you Carmen know, I really Sandiego. I really blocked that show out of my mind. Hey, man, Where, that's a pretty good idea, man. Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> We're going to make a TV show out of it. Oh, wait. (laughs) Dude, what if there was a lady and she kept, like, stealing things throughout time? And then you had to figure out where she was. We'll call it Carmen San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen's too ethnic. Let's go with Jennifer San Francisco. (laughs) Clara San Francisco. I got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Did you nothing. watch that old show? I used to watch it. Way, or the? Like, or were you thinking of the wrong thing? Are you of thinking the car- of the cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon of them in the um, video game, and she would appear. I'm thinking of the time. old. Uh, it was a. T- it was a show. There was a game show. It really? Was, I think it was PBS or something though. Oh. But it was yeah. There was a live game show where like the contestants answered trivia questions to chase her throughout the world. Like, oh, she's in Egypt. Here's a question about the the pyramids, and so you had to. There's oh, like no. kids on the show and stuff. No? No, I watched the cartoon like where like they were chasing. I was the loser kid who didn't have like cable TV or anything, so I watched PBS. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was good stuff though. I know the PBS Arthur. had a lot of good shit. I know on the there. Arthur song by heart, thanks to that. Uh, oh, Sesame Street. Well, Sesame Street, obviously. Dude, I, just the classic Sesame, Sesame Street. Uh, Rod, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Dude. Um, Reading Rainbow. There's there's a guy. Like, I'd love something from Mr. Rogers. He was an awesome dude in real life. Hell yeah. Because he was, not a lot of people knew this, yep. but he was uh, Drill a pastor or something like that. He was very religious, but he literally never, ever pushed it or like threw it out there because to him it was his own thing he, he wasn't going to make you believe his own good stuff dude he was just super nice was to it everybody Mr. rogers that was was he a drill sergeant no you're thinking of bob ross bob ross was yeah oh okay yeah imagine <laughs> getting chewed happy out by trees. him oh good no was it then listen you maggot i'll make you eat that happy little tree you piece of shit get down and give me 20 and watch that ground i'm gonna be painting blood red I'll be painting the walls with your blood, you bastard. I'm going to cut open your head and paint my house with well, your brains. Was it, was it uh, Mr. Rogers that was covered that he had tattoos? Was that it? Uh, I don't think Mr. Rogers had tattoos. There was a story once where he received a letter from a fan who um, he, what was it? It, it was I think it was a... a a little girl who is deaf or something. Mm-hmm. So he used to say, he used to do something 
I can't remember the exact story. Now it sounds stupid. I hate when you start a story and then you're like, wait a minute, I'm not sure if I know all those facts. But basically, a little girl wrote a letter to him saying she had trouble with this part of the show because she couldn't like enjoy it. Yeah. So he changed the show to make sure the little girl could enjoy it also. The one little girl. He had That's a awesome. on the one uh he would uh have fish. He would always feed his fish. And he would have kids always wondering, what happens when you leave? Are the fish okay? Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. He would write back and be like, they're okay. Yeah, we take care of them all the time. Like, he loved the kids that interacted with him, and that's just awesome. awesome. You ready for this? Fourteen weird Mister Rogers neighborhood facts. Here we go. <laughs> all right, number this the, one. This, this the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> number one. There was a reason he always explained what he was doing in extreme detail. He once received a letter from a young blind girl who there asked if he would explain things to her yeah there you go that's why he always said i'm taking off my shoes like he would say that as he's doing it because this little girl was like i don't know what you're doing i'm blind so that's like, fucking you know awesome dude yeah, he was geez, mr rogers awesome. you win you win <laughs> earth uh you win humanity number two all of mr rogers's sweaters were hand knitted by his mother wow. she made sweaters really? for all her children and gave them as gifts for christmas <laughs> Okay. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, he was incredibly anal. Everything had to be perfect on his set. He wouldn't allow for anything to be less than perfect as he thought the children deserved to get the best show possible. Wow. This is like Anthony's new guy. This is Anthony's new hero right now. <laughs> uh, you ready? He should have been already. Oh, Christ. Let me tell you something. If, I know. if you're a web designer, <laughs> if you own any website whatsoever and you put out an article that is nothing but like Five facts, click next. Five facts, click next. Or just mm-hmm. a fucking slideshow. I hate that. So Send much. me your address, <laughs> please. Send it to backissuespodcast at gmail.com. I haven't ended that one yet. I haven't created any one yet. I want your address. Next. <laughs> Number four, Lady <laughs> Elaine Fairchild is the named is named after Mr. Rogers' adopted sister, one of his puppets. Oh, uh, her name was Elaine Crozier, and he loved her dearly. Uh, Number five. Ooh, Big Bird refused to be on the show. What? Mr. Rogers thought it would be great to have the man behind the Big Bird costume reveal himself and explain his job to the viewers. However, he declined this offer, thinking it was ridiculous to ruin the legacy of Big Bird. Also, wouldn't it scare the shit out of little children if all of a sudden this big thing that they thought was a bird started reaching for its head and starts pulling it off? That'd be terrifying. That'd scare the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, number six many people believed that fred rogers was a navy seal or marine in his past that had dozens of confirmed kills it was later revealed that these were nothing more than ridiculous rumors can you imagine though if he had dozens <laughs> of confirmed kills fucking mr rogers dude. well it's like uh julia child she was uh, she was a cia agent yeah 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 and she's um, a spy Christopher. Oh, we're gonna show you how to cook today, you <laughs> stupid ass Russian. <laughs> she was a government spy, and then Christopher Lee, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, from Lord of the Rings. Yep. He literally murdered people, <laughs> and he has a metal, death rock. metal Christmas albums every mm-hmm. year from like the last ten years when he was the, died. Right? The, no, oh, yeah, not, yeah. not anymore. The uh, the the famous story that I love is when love uh, he gets. In Lord of the Rings, he gets stabbed in the back or whatever. Or does he stab somebody? Stab someone. Yeah, or something. yeah. And, and Peter Jackson famously was like, "So imagine, you know, this happened, and it sounds like this." And th-, and he's like, "I don't need to imagine anything." And Peter Jackson's like, 
Okay, noted. <laughs> just like, holy shit. He's like, I know what it sounds like when someone's stabbed. Trust me. Like, oh, Jesus. Shit. I love that. Uh, all right. more uh, Number seven. Mr. Rogers always regretted naming his mailman Mr. McFeely. He said that he didn't realize how many inappropriate jokes people would make uh, with that name until it was far too late. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I never thought of that, honestly. Number eight. He says that whenever he put a new sweater on, it was his way of saying hello to his mother. As mentioned earlier, his mother made his sweaters. Uh, number nine, he was actually colorblind. He had no idea what color his sweaters were. Oh, wow. That explains so much. Hmm. So when he was put on the green one, he's like, don't you like my red sweater? <laughs> They're like, shh, 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 shh. nope, don't say it. They uh, have to hold up cue cards to tell them <laughs> what color it is. Yeah, right. Did you know that he was awarded 40 honorary degrees? He got his original bachelor's degree in music composition at Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. But it was, you know, when usually when you're famous or you do something big, yeah, you're uh, talking about they give you thing. degrees. They just give them to you mm-hmm. uh, as an honorary thing. Number eleven, his middle name was actually McFeely. <laughs> oh God, really? Yeah, that's why he called. Oh, he used man. the name. Uh, number twelve, he weighed exactly one hundred and forty-three pounds for the last thirty years of his life while soaking wet. He always followed his daily routine and was very health conscious. Uh, number 13, he got into television because he hated television. Hated it. Apparently, a younger Mr. Rogers was sick of seeing people throwing pies in each other's faces and participating in nonsensical activities on TV. So he vowed to create a program that used the medium for more meaningful content. I like how that was his complaint, though. <laughs> Of all things. Yeah. Pies in the face. Well, back then, think hmm, about it. Yeah. You're talking 50s, 50s and 60s oh, yeah, when, he's, so. when, when he's, he's growing up, up and yeah. seeing TV and it was stuff that to the, ah, so, so these like, game I Love shows. Lucy was, yeah. was way too risque for him. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Go figure. And like the nonsense game shows, you know yeah, what I mean? People yeah. make it fools themselves. Uh, last one here. Queen Sarah was actually named after his wife. Well, that's a sweet one, too. Yeah. Uh, I that was probably my least favorite part of Mister Rogers when I was growing up. I kind of skipped over the puppet parts a lot because I was like, they're kind of creepy. They they were a little creepy. Did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind? <laughs> my favorite All is right, when neighbor. he when he was teaching kids how to count. So there's a a freeze frame yeah. picture of him flipping off the camera because yeah. he was yeah. just holding up those fingers at the time with the. <laughs> so there's a That's real awesome. picture of him doing this. My funny, pretty sweet. All right, Anthony, your turn. What you got? So, um, me and Amber watched this movie on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all you had. Yeah, that's what I. That. Do you oh, want to talk about this? Yeah, man. Here, do you want to talk about this? Uh, the world's oldest message in a bottle was discovered on an Australian beach. I think I read that. I think I read about that. It's pretty what? cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bottle was. Uh, what was it? Where's the year? Eighteen hundreds, I think. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. 132 years ago. So do the math. <laughs> it's like dead silence. It's, he's trying to do the math. Uh, the world's like oldest message in a bottle has been discovered on the beach in Western Australia, dude. Uh, Four. It was an artifact <laughs> that washed up in German. Oh, I guess that was earlier. The, the Earlier before this one uh, was one that had washed up in Ger- Germany. 108 years old. This one's 132 years old. What's the message say? Um, well, here, check this out first. The mysterious bottle was half buried in sand when it was discovered by Tanya Illman, just north of Wedge Island. Hmm. Um, 
It says she uh, said, "My friend Grace and I were walking across the dunes, and I saw something sticking out of the sand. So I went to take a closer look. So she found it. Right? She took the note home, and after drying it out, noticed the message was printed was a printed form in German, with German handwriting on it. Her husband researched the find and discovered that the form, which is dated June twelfth, eighteen eighty six, was part of a massive German oceanographic." Oceanographic experiment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they just released a whole bunch of bottles for The bottle had been see. jettisoned from Paula, the name of the ship, a German mm-hmm. sailing ship, as part of a drift bottle experiment to study ocean currents and find more efficient trade routes. 1886. Yeah. That's crazy. And that was their best idea is see where the bottles go and figure out how to go the way the bottle did because it's the easiest way. During that time, it's I nuts. believe, uh, let me see. 1883? That was, uh, that was middle of the Wild West. Right? Yeah. Because 1900 is, is right about yeah. where the Industrial Revolution yep. takes off. Yeah. So. 1880s. The 1880s to the 1890s was covered in our H.H. Holmes Roundtable. Oh, so it's that yeah, time, yeah. that time era. That's right. Yeah. Oh, what a terrible time that. <laughs> <laughs> well, during the time of Jack the Ripper, during the time, like that's that's those Pretty times. Pretty bad, yeah. Um, but that's crazy, right? And that's so that's what they did. They would just shoot these things out, see where they would land, and say, "Hey, from here we could get to there because the 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 current pulls that way. We'd get there faster." We don't have to use as much fuel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's or if there's cool, no dude. wind, yeah. What would you have done? Would you turn that shit in, or would you keep it and just be like, "Look what I found." I I definitely find out if it's worth something for yeah. first. You know, I'd imagine it's got to be. I feel like a lot of times when it comes to historical things, uh, don't aren't they just like, well, we're not gonna buy it from because do museums buy them or do they do you usually nope. have to give them to be a donated loan, right? yeah, yeah donated, donated. so the so only you, way you, you can make money is private collectors yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so what you do is you donate it for or you rent it out for a specific that's only you, you rent could, it out you could you could rent out almost like, <laughs> an like art check museum. out this bottle <laughs> well, like an art museum if you owned the mona lisa you would rent it out to the louvre like I'll give it i'll, oh, I'll, let, you, I'll let you hold on to it until but that's only if it's it would be a loan it wouldn't be a rent I don't think they'd pay you. You would just loan it. No, I th- hmm. Yeah, the, you can't make profit off of its display. Yeah, I don't and, think so. And, because museums, museums are yeah. like government funded and stuff. That's so. why they can't buy it, so they're also not going to pay just to put it up. Yeah, the I only mean, way assuming, you can sell it is to someone who's going to resell it. Yeah, but then how it. do you pay? We're talking like we know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, how many museums we've run. Well, I've been I, I, mean, I've, I mean, I've I've been to a few museums <laughs> here. He's like, I've been to a museum, dude. I know how things go now. I went to, I went. Oh my god, that was one of the. Best I looked at a painting dude, on the wall. Have I know you how even to museumed do it. before? <laughs> Listen, I've museumed harder than you have. Listen, <laughs> no, I'm for muse- real, I museum harder than you, man. You know what's funny is every time I go I, to a museum, I always bother the people I'm with because I point out everything <laughs> instead of know, letting people go up and read the plaque. I, same, I explain things to everybody, and I have to stop myself. Why don't you get a job? of a museum dude you just walk around tell him like be the tour guide dude that walks around and tells people and you don't even work there i'll be a fake tour don't even guy, get yeah. the job just go do it like you're bored you're doing it so, fucking walking people, around telling people, people uber and help you drive like i'll meet you at the museum and i'll tour guide you <laughs> tour guide free the uber guy no 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 no. you too you you pay for that pay for 20 bucks no, no, party no, no, pays no, no, you no, 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 no. but i only tell them that, that they have to pay something once it's done like pay up pay bitch <laughs> Yo, <laughs> time to pay, bitches. You're not I, leaving till you pay. You lock the doors museum. and shit. We'll stay here all night. <laughs> I got all night. Yeah, my favorite was the uh, the Natural History Museum in New York City. That, that was, was awesome. by far 
the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Me and Amber went to that one in New York City. That was yeah. cool. We spent like five hours in there. Unfortunately, all I got was like four or five hours. I, I could have spent the entire day there. What, wait, I missed what so much. The Natural History oh, Museum. In I New love York. that one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to go multiple days. It's, yeah. You can't just do everything. it one day. Yeah. I. I the love blue whale was a, the, my You can run through if you want to run through, but like yeah, no, I loved all the animal take stuff, your time, the dinosaurs, dude. prehistory. Yeah. That's my my jam. <laughs> Me and Amber, when we were in New York City, we also went to the uh, National Museum of Sex. I knew you were gonna say <laughs> it. The museum. The I sex knew he museum. was gonna say that shit. <laughs> Here's the best thing though. It was like actually educational, like where it's like they showed you the He's history. He's like, oh of- shit, that's how you do it. <laughs> We've been doing it no, wrong this whole time. No, no, like the first, it was three different floors. That's where it goes. Damn. <laughs> I wonder why you scream every time. Wait, really? Four of them? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yep. Each floor was like a different theme. Like the first one was like a disco. First base, second base, <laughs> third base. The first floor was like an disco? actual disco. Yeah, it was a disco, and it like gave like the history of like <laughs> the disco, rape, the disco drugs. No, no, <laughs> more or less, it was um <laughs> the um disco culture and um how it was in the seventies and how like yeah, like Studio Fifty Four, like yeah, and everybody was, on cocaine yeah. banging. And, and no, really, and it was like it was awesome. Dancing. Like they gave like actually pieces of history, <laughs> it was uh, awesome different. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was John Travolta on coke. It was great. Yeah, and um, man, you lost. Yeah, you made me lost. <laughs> I, I derailed your train. Up yeah, front. but no, each each level was actually it was actually fun. That's Amber was trying to just look at everything. I was like, no, look at this. Check this. Read. I read this bit here, and she's like, oh, she was bored. But oh, you know bored. what the yeah, you know what was really weird and it, very interesting, but only to some people. Some people are totally not into it, and it creeps them out too much. Is the uh, body works? I want to see that. I went body works. That. It was yeah. weird. It was cool. It's literal. It's literally filled with real human yeah. bodies, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're preserved. And I want to see it, dude. It was. It was a little traumatizing, I will say, but in a like scientific way. You're like, holy shit! I didn't need to see all that, but uh, you know, it's natural. It's it is the way it is. They had a room with like on the wall. It was like maybe six to eight jars. But each oh, jar Christ. was a more developed fetus. Oh my god! So you, you literally saw floating baby fetuses oh in these things preserved. Like, I don't know. Oh my god! I don't know if I could do that part, dude. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember we there, walked. There were yeah. We went. With Brandon's my mom. grabbing the jar. He's opening <laughs> Taking it. Taking a sip. Sniffing it. Sniffing. He's like a like a a wine dude. He's like <laughs> smelling it. Fermented. <laughs> Three months. He's like. God. It has we're, a bouquet of. We're gonna get. We're gonna get so much hate mail now. iTunes is shutting us down, dude. <laughs> They're like, "What the fuck did we let?" iTunes Listen, is like, "No, if you let what a is this? white supremacist podcast go on, you can let this. You can handle this." <laughs> well, Anthony's making the case for our show by comparing it to white supremacy. At least we're not as bad as Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's our newest slogan, logos, uh, uh, motto, right there. Our, our slogan. We have At to get. At least we're uh, not as bad as Nazis. We got to go to comic cons and get people to say that into the mic. <laughs> Can you please say "hardly awesome podcast"? Not as bad as Nazis. 
Can you imagine getting Stan Lee to say that for us? <laughs> not as bad as Nazis. Did you see the newest news on him, dude? Oh, man. He's yeah, I heard he was good. sick. Yeah. Not just that, but like whoever's Pneumonia. his like caretakers are, <gasps> oh. they fucking jailed him now. They've just sealed him away, and really? that's it. They're Wait, not letting what? him talk to people. They're not letting him interact with people. That's weird. Isn't it strange? Or do, yeah. you, do you think he just died for real? And they're like they're hiding it off for it. a while. Maybe. They're like, we got to... We, we got a weekend at Bernie's this somehow. He's got so many cons planned this year, and they just—they're like just dragging him in and they just him put him in a real Iron him. Man suit with the face open, <laughs> just remote control. He's just move. sitting in chairs for those photo ops, and they like—they have people moving him around, like like fucking a uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a marionette. Marionette. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible, dude. Excelsior! Excelsior! See the, the good odds- to see you, true believer. <laughs> The odds are he's just in so bad a health they oh, don't want God. him to communicate and be like scaring people. Yeah, like, I'm gonna look up exactly what it said. I saw it earlier and I was like, well, it's Wait, also what? he was someone robbed him of what one hundred thirty yeah, million. Yeah, jeez, like leave the guy alone. Peter David and Jason David Frank join Neil Adams to express concern for Stan Lee. J. Scott Campbell calls for the comic industry to speak out over Stan Lee's situation. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even know about that. This is crazy. He's uh, what, 96? Four, five, six, is it? Yeah. Jeez. It says here, uh, Bleeding Cool has been reporting on the current situation regarding Marvel Universe creator Stan Lee, seemingly housebound and isolated from his friends and work colleagues. We know that his manager for 14 years, Max Anderson, has been fired alongside a number of negative articles in the Daily Mail and TMZ. And it has been reported that the same has happened to his long-standing lawyer, though this is disputed. Bleeding Cool has also been told that Alicia, uh, Stanley's housekeeper for decades, and his gardener have also been let go. Many are concerned that Stan is being isolated from familiar faces. Neil Adams and J. Mm. Scott Campbell have already spoken out about the situation from their perspective, and some are doing so and planning to do so. Uh, Peter David, long-standing comic book writer and author of the recent Stan Lee graphic biography, Amazing, Fantastic, Incredible, I was about to read that today, uh-huh. uh, writes on his website, quote, As some other pros have already said, something is going on with Stan Lee. His personal assistant, Max Anderson, has been fired and is being kept away from having any contact with Stan, who recently was in poor health fighting about with pneumonia. All of the reportage seems to be coming from Stan's camp, although the identity of those in the camp is a bit debatable. But I can speak about Max, that's for damn sure, because I've been a friend of Stan's for decades and have had plenty of opportunities to watch Max with Stan at various conventions. And I can tell you right now that whatever bad things you may have hear people saying about Max concerning Stan, don't believe it. I've watched Max manage Stan at conventions for the last 14 years. In addition to being a tireless supporter of Stan, including organizing and selling all manner of merchandise that have pumped tons of money into Stan's pocket. I have watched Max treat Stan the way a good son treats his beloved father. Max doesn't hesitate to put himself between Stan and overeager fans, creating a bubble of space so Stan doesn't get crushed by well-wishers. I've seen Max arrange at conventions for a comfortable couch, rest area to be set up so that Stan has somewhere to go in order to take a nap between panels and autograph fests. That's intense, dude. Some years ago mm-hmm. at Dragon Con, I presented the Julie Award uh, to Stan. Now there's no stairway directly from the ground to the stage. You have to come around and use a side entrance. Disdaining that, Stan, who was in his 80s, vaulted from the floor up onto the stage. <laughs> I saw a hilarious photograph of Stan leaping onto the stage while the people from his table ran up behind him to spot him in case he pitched backwards. Max was the first one out of his chair. 
Max has cared for Stan, watched over his business and health concerns for over a decade. He does not deserve to be kept away from Stan, and he certainly doesn't deserve to be savaged by fans for any reason. Max is a great guy. Uh, this is insane, dude. Yeah. Neil Adams like wrote this, uh, right or wrong, I am terrified for the life of Stan Lee. I could be sued for the things I believe, so this isn't what I know. And he goes, and the things the LAPD and the district attorney should look upon seriously. And he goes way over this. Like, he, there's nine points he makes. Wow. This is pretty Damn. crazy. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? We got to we gotta start a movement. Freely. 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 That's a sad way to for the life of this absolute great to yeah. end, dude. This is his last True his legend. last days, dude. And this is how his li- he's spending them. This is how people are treating him, and he has no control. Yeah, it's, it's fucked it up, definitely dude. sounds like there's more behind the scenes, and the people just don't want to talk about it in case you know it's not really what's going on. But the only way I could think about, like, the only way I could see that this is not something bad happening to him is if. It's way worse, and they just don't want anybody to know how bad he is. That's the only way I could think about yeah, it. Yeah, that but could even be. Then, but still, like, dude, Max should still be around. Why anyone is he fired who wants to and see him kept should. away? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know, man. Freely, that's not a way. That's not a way I want to see that happen to a man. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just have him go in peace with his friends and family, and that's it. You know, yeah. live out your last days watching the sunsets and relaxing. Stop doing con. Stop it, man. I mean, I never got a chance to meet or see him, but I would rather him enjoy his last days than have to be put through any of the stuff he's been put through the past few years. That's insane, dude. Absolutely. With his wife and those allegations and everything that you know aren't true. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, man. We can't can't end on this downer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Anthony, what do you want to talk about? Did you see that that out of nowhere Twitter <laughs> from Marvel? You had something drops uh, with the, the conversation oh. with Robert Downey Jr. Did you see this? Yeah. How yeah. awesome is that? How do you fucking? He's like, I well, want to see it all, soon. That's the thing. If they decided they were going to do this, what a great way to market it and put right. it out there! What a great way to make the announcement instead of just saying, "Hey, by like, the way, we're changing the date." Yeah, they talked to him like he was Mister Stark. They yeah, called yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw a joke online that people uh, people were saying the reason they bumped it up was so that uh, Spider Man can't spoil anything, <laughs> like shorten the time. So that's he can't. amazing. Tom Holland is notorious for spoiling horrible uh, all the things going on in these Marvel movies. But yeah, for those that don't know, uh, Marvel Universe, the Marvel has has announced that they're moving up the date of Infinity War. Originally, it was May fourth, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be in April, April eighteenth or something like that. April something. I don't yeah. remember the date. Twenty seventh, I think. Thank you. I think it was next only month. like a oh, week it's just a week earlier. earlier. Yeah. Um, it's next month. Yeah. So the way they announced it was through Twitter, uh, saying, "Hey, everybody, who's excited to see this movie on in on May fourth? And Robert Downey Jr. responds to the tweet saying, "Can I see it? Can I see it sooner?" Yeah. <laughs> and Marvel responds to him, "It's like, of course, Mister Stark. Anything for you." And he responds saying, "Well, can I bring some friends?" And then they went on and tagged people like Chadwick oh, Boseman, yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, what's his name, Evans. Hemsworth, Chris Evans, yeah, like yeah. or Chris Evans, and and is like tagged them saying, "Sure, these guys work." Uh, <laughs> and he responds saying, "Well, I was kind of hoping the whole world or some shit like that." Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Sure, we'll just pl- we'll just make it available for everyone on that day." <laughs> it's very sweet. very like 
fun interactive kind of yeah, reveal yeah. for it because it would just be lame if they did like some other thing and announced it just like then everyone oh, be it'll like, be early why why yeah, is yeah. early what's going on but this did is you hear like, all right cool did you hear like rumors around why they did it no because no. there's 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 two prevalent rumors firstly they were going to release it on may the 4th yeah star right, wars the star so they wars. wanted is solo coming out that day no 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 what is wrong with them why like, wouldn't you? that's marketing so, son so they're they're thinking maybe they pushed it out of the way so it doesn't steal any Star Wars spotlight, which yeah. I don't agree with. I don't think that has anything to do with it. No. Maybe, I mean, I know they, they all share this, the same property now. It's all yeah. the, the, the same parent company. So maybe they're planning to do something with Star Wars for May the 4th. Yeah, maybe not maybe the movie, Maybe not the movie, but it might be releasing some sort of content or something for people on that's that day. True. So yeah. they don't want people. They could be. They could be. The, the other rumor is that they did it specifically because of the number of the day. And the rights that they just got back. Yeah. Fantastic Four. That's right. So people are thinking, what if they're in this movie? And the fourth is when they're going to announce, we got a movie coming out, like already pushing it. And I think that's even further fetched, but I'm really excited in case it is. Like, well, they're doing the Silver Surfer movie? I saw that, yeah. And Brian K. Vaughn is right. Didn't you say about Silver Surfer showing up at the end of the Infinity War? I did. Silver Surfer? I didn't hear anything about yeah, that. Oh, you didn't miss? Oh, no. It's yeah, Brian K. Vaughn is uh, I sent a, in the group wow. text that you must not have gotten it. Yeah, yeah the a Silver Surfer Silver movie. Surfer film. Wow. <laughs> I, did, I didn't hear <laughs> that at all. We'll have more info next week. Speaking Maybe. of, did you see the, the leaked set photos for Shazam? Did. Yes. I, I know they're not a lot, it looks but cool. it's really cool to see yeah. the live action costume. It looks like a cartoon. It still feels weird seeing Chuck as, as Shazam, though. Yeah. It still does, dude. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to You get said some... you haven't even watched Chuck. No, I know who he is, though. I'm saying the guy. Chuck. That's Chuck. all I know. I don't He's know his real name. Zach Levy. There you Le- go. Is he, um, That's how much I don't care. I just know his character name. Did he bulk up a lot? Yeah, he did. Hopefully. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I don't yeah, but here's the thing. Tell. We, we may, I, it's like Jim Halpert being Shazam. You'd, you'd be like, you you got to add like 100 pounds of muscle, dude, in order to exactly. look like Shazam. Exactly. Well, thing is, I can't wait to see The Rock as Black Adam, though. That's going to be awesome. That's who I want to see. That's the thing, dude. Those two guys are basically supposed to be almost the same size. So when you have someone like Chuck going up against the rock. This was Jason Momoa in Atlantis. Fuck. That's fine, dude. Chuck wasn't even that big. All right. Yeah, think of where Chuck, Jason Momoa is now. Jason Momoa had the body, the body's like frame to bulk up and become big. Chuck did not. It's kind of like. Um, it's like put Chuck's frame up against the rock's frame. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. The, rock's already do, bulk, the Rock's already bulked there. I think they're going to be doing the like the 19, 1990s flash suit with the with the, the fake muscle. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Jesus That's what it's going to look like. To well, He's going to have fake muscle suit. I think what what they might do is this, just... This is a lean fit in, in shape. Well, I was going to say a, a visual visual trickery. All you do is... It, same thing as Lord of the Rings. They never use computers to make Frodo smaller. They use camera angles and visual tricks. So... All they have to do is if they come face to face, just have them stand on. You know what I mean? They can yeah, do all yeah, sorts yeah. of things they to do fix all the, the height, all the Hollywood trickery, make them bigger. But he really does have to put some muscle on. Yeah, he he's was gonna have to, dude. dude. He's too, he's too skinny. Yeah, he's too skinny. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Harley Awesome Podcast, dude. We talked about a fucking shit ton of stuff tonight. <laughs> All over the place. Like this, the, when I have to write the info for this week's episode, <laughs> like we went from Tommy Chong to each one of these shows to Gummy Bears and White Supremacists to Cemeteries to Mr. Rogers. This, this really was a, uh, out there. 
This was everywhere, dude. This show was hardly awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Once again, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Next time on the Hardly Awesome Podcast. Uh, I've seen some Carolina Reaper popcorn. That's too much. (laughs) What the fuck? He's like, I don't want to shit blood. Christ, dude! You, get, you start sweating. You wipe it, bro. You're like, "God damn, I'm blind." I figure we could put like a like a round table of spicy things and like spin. And it no, around. no. What was fucked oh, up is like when get you a made lazy Susan, dude. Wait, no, just no. Like start spinning that shit. One yep. year for the freaking Christmas party, this motherfucker over here makes uh, Russian roulette cupcakes. Was it? I was gonna, but did I you did I, you said I toned them down though. It was it was supposed to be normal cupcakes, but a couple of them would have. Uh, Carolina Reapers in them, so you didn't know which cupcake was going to burn your mouth off. But I'm pretty sure I would have gotten major trouble by like poisoning somebody with <laughs> spicy stuff. But I did put uh, very spicy hot sauce into the mix, but when you mix it with chocolate and all that stuff, it tones it down. But they were spicy dark chocolate cupcakes. They were pretty good. <laughs> oh. Going in, going out, it's a different story. 